Time now for the Aggie Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Starting to wind down toward the end of the football season, but we are always just getting started. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy here in the Sports Spectacular. Cole Thompson of FanNation.com will be joining us. The Aggies hosting Mississippi State, coming off yet another tough loss last week. So, so close at Ole Miss, and now uh, guys hosting the Bulldogs and needing to get another win on their resume. You know, the, the Aggies definitely are uh, have an opportunity here to to win this one against the Mississippi A team, the state team that's really struggled. And boy, do they need something good to happen in this program because they have just found a way to lose a lot of games that, that they had an opportunity to win. And um, this would maybe just get them bowl eligible. I know that's not the goal at Texas A&M, but it is a start um, to, to maybe feel better about where you're at because, you know, at the end of the season, they, they again – finished with a, a tough game in the swamp. So they really need to get this win uh, to feel good. Yeah, three. they have three losses by a touchdown or less. And it's got to be very frustrating for them to be in a situation where they could be eight and one right now, as opposed to five and four. They've got to find a way to get this victory. I, I think they should. And and then that sets them up, you know, to 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 go for a couple more victories and and finishing with a, uh, you know, finishing with a three-game winning streak would be a would be a great boon to Jimbo and uh, keep the Wolves at bay a little bit. I don't know if those Wolves are staying at bay, Mike, but but I, I do think Jimbo needs needs some positives in his program outside of recruiting. Recruiting's fantastic, right? I mean, there's clearly talent. It's young, but at the same time, they need something good to happen, and it needs to happen on the field the next three weeks. Yeah, and and Abilene Christian, there should be plenty good happening. Mississippi State, you would think they should win this, but Mississippi State, you know, they they're a team that if you don't pay attention, they can they can bite you. That's the SEC. So Jimbo's got to get this team focused, and they're young, and he's got to get kind of grab them and and you know shake them up a bit so that they're ready to play. Let's talk more about this game. Cole Thompson of FanNation.com joining us once again. Good to talk with you as always. Uh, Cole, it is, boy, we have joked about it again. Rinse and repeat. A&M right there. Um, this was a game watching this. I thought, what a, you know, um, had their had their chances, but you're on the road. Uh, Aggies haven't done well uh, overall on the road. Um, and look, give credit to Ole Miss and what that program is, what Lane Kiffin's done right now over there. A&M's last road victory came on October 16th of 2021. They are now pushing nine games and now inching closer to double digits because their final game of the year will be at LSU Tiger Stadium. More than likely a night game because that's the way that LSU likes to do things up there. So we're pushing closer to double digits since the last time they had a road victory. Uh, the, the, the most souring part, I think, about all of this is in their last 10 games, They've lost by a touchdown or fewer in nine of them. Uh, they've lost this past year to Texas, I mean, to uh, Alabama, to Tennessee, to Ole Miss, all to, I think it's, uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Uh, it's uh, 16 points. They've lost all three games by 16 points. And in two of them, they lost by a field goal, I mean, by six points or fewer. So, you see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And the problem is, 
it's mental mistakes early that they can't corroborate late. I, I mean, if you go back and you watch the Ole Miss game, there was three major errors. The first one was they were trying to do a switch off defensively. Sam McCall, the defensive back, was filling in for Tyreek Chappelle, who's this former, uh, who's the usual starter. He was out that day. They were trying to do a switch off with him. He couldn't get off the field in time, so he stayed in. They didn't realize that there was a blanket of wide receiver over the top. Trey Harris, 29 yards, touchdown. So that's a point. Uh, the other one was they had the block field goal, but then they couldn't convert that next drive. So it was a punt instead of a field goal. And then the red zone interception by Max Johnson after driving down the field and really having a good overall drive and a promising overall outlook. That's where AM fell short in this game. But this was arguably one of their better performances offensively. You see the positivity of Bobby Petrino at times. I mean, Max Johnson threw for over 300 yards for the first time this year. Uh, you had Anaya Smith go off for over 75 yards. He almost had another touchdown. Uh, Jahade Walker, a Grand Valley State transfer, filled in for Evan Stewart. He had eight catches for 100 yards. The run game averaged over about three point nine, uh, over 4.2 yards per play. And the defense only got two sacks on Jackson Dart. But again, they also were able to hold them to four punts in the second half. So th there is a lot of positivity when it comes to talking about AM in terms of where this team is. If this was year two of the Jimbo Fisher era, but it's year six and year six is completely different and expectations are completely different. The problem is, is that you're caught in a rock in a hard place because of the contract that's been handed out. It's still got nine more years on it. And the asking price for a buyout would be $77 million right now. It'll drop next year to roughly around 68, but 68 is not chump change in today's economy. And at the same time, any coach that sees what Jimbo Fisher is making is going to ask for a very similar contract because of A&M treats itself as if it's a job that is top 10 in college football and they've made the necessary resources added in with facilities and complexes and uh, the brand new bubble that was added in this past year for the practice facility. I mean, they've invested millions and millions of dollars into turning A&M into a perennial contender and we're talking about a team that has yet to get double-digit wins since the start of SEC play when Kevin Sumlin was running the show in 2012. I mean, we're, we're pushing a brand-new era of college football playoff, and A&M's come close once, and it was a COVID-19 year where, honestly, I would have given them the nod in because of they did their schedule and they played exceptionally well down the stretch, but they still finished eight and one during the regular season. They've yet to finish a regular season above eight wins. And that's a major concern when you're paying a coach $9 million to give you the basis of average and average is not what you expect in the sec. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And it's, I'm glad you brought up the, the Johnson interception there in the end zone, because that was one of those that, um, and he, you know, he complained afterwards and he was really demonstrative later. And, um, you know, but it was one of those that, the defender didn't hold. I mean, it was a bad throw. I mean, you just, it was bad timing, bad touch in the throw. Um, he should have waited and, and checked off and, and, you know, done something with his feet or something else. But it was, but I point that play out because I'm watching that game. I'm watching that play. And I'm thinking if, if they don't win this in the end, this is a microcosm of Texas A&M's program right now that you've got everything. Like you said, you've got the money in place. You've got the facilities, you've got, uh, coaches that you, that you like what they're trying to do. You've got players. I mean, they're recruiting all everything there, but it's, and I'm holding For those who can't see me, I'm holding my fingers just like, you know, a millimeter apart, right? They're a millimeter. They're, they're just this close. I mean, it's like it, at every point, 
if you can just have this play back, if this ball bounces this way, this team instead is eight and one. And but it, it, it's a microcosm. And that is what I'm trying to say. It, it, these, it seems like there's always this thing that happens that keeps the Aggies from hitting the next level. And the crazy part is that you see it because of last year, they go in ho- at home against LSU and they win by double digits, you know, 38-23. Devon A-Chain rushes for over 200 yards. I mean, that's a career day for him. And they're playing with Connor Wegman as the starter who at the time was viewed as QB3 behind Haynes King and Max Johnson. So you're not wrong when it comes to that at all, Larry. But I, I think what really stands out is it's always one play. It's yeah. always you turn back and you say, well, what if this thing goes our way? Because you could look back at the Alabama game. Uh, if they go for it on fourth and inches instead of going for the punt and they convert, well, what happens on that next ensuing play? Do they go over the top for a big touchdown pass to Evan Stewart? Do they find the end zone with maybe a Jake Johnson, who is Max Johnson's younger brother, and they have a good relationship with because of what they did growing up? Uh, do they find a way to run the football and break off for a gain of 25 yards? And then that's a field goal. And now we're talking instead of losing 26-20, maybe you lose 26-23. Or maybe it's 27-26 in your favor. And, and kind of the same thing with Tennessee. If you get that stop and you don't allow that punt return for a touchdown in Neyland Stadium, well, now it's 13-13. Do you tie the game? Does it go to overtime? It, it's one play that stands out. And it's one area where it's like you and your girlfriend are in a fight and you continuously go back to that same argument. It's right there. It's, <laughs> and, and and you start to wonder, it's like, well, why do we continue to go back to this area? Why does this bother you so much? Well, if it bothers you that much, maybe we shouldn't be in a relationship anymore. But then the relationship comes to, well, we have a lease in our apartment for another six months. You know, I don't really want to go move out. I don't want to get my credit score hurt. I'll fight through it for another six months. And maybe, maybe at this point we'll get married. And if we get married, you know, that'll solve everything. And then we buy a house. And then after we buy a house, we have a kid and the kid now keeps us together for another 10 years. And then eventually we're sitting in a bar and we're just wondering to ourselves, dear God, why did I get into this to begin with? And it should have just came to a close. And that's kind of where Texas A&M is with the fan base. They, they know that right now, whoever they bring in, they're going to have to guarantee they pay them an exceptional amount of money. But on top of that, they also are going to be paying alimony to Jimbo Fisher, (laughs) not to coach. And it's just, you're in a losing spot because you're a program that on paper has a rigorous schedule and have played somewhat well, but just not well enough. And that's kind of where you reside when it comes to any conversation with A&M. It's just, well, we're, we're, we're there, but, no, we're not. And yeah. it's it's always a harrowing kind of conversation of just sour bitterness at the very end. I, I'm going to show my I'm going to date myself and go way back to 2000 and the um, the comedic movie um, Kings of Comedy and and Cedric the Entertainer is talking about Luther Vandross, the late Luther Vandross and where he got a jerry curl. But it never quite says it never quite curled. It never quite. It just it just bothered me. Never quite. And that's kind of it. It's it, it's never. The curl isn't complete. It won't curl all the way. It, it, it just does it and stops. And anyway, okay, listen, uh, Mississippi State, uh, this is a game, again, the Aggies should win uh, back at home. Bulldogs are really struggling in, in year one without the late uh, Mike Leach. Um, uh, again, take lessons from last week. And like you said, you can still finish up and, and, and have a respectable record um, and take care of things at home. 
I think the crazy part is, is that right now, and I would actually ask Jimbo Fisher this on Monday, they don't know who's playing quarterback this week. Uh, Mike Wright was benched last week against Kentucky. Uh, They don't know if they're going to have back a fully healthy Will Rogers, who hasn't played in over a month. Uh, Joquavius Marks, the running back, also has been injured, and he hasn't been effective on the ground game. So this is an offense that is completely unraveling, and even though they decided to change personnel when Mike Leach unfortunately passed away and a legend in himself, just by the conversations and the witty banter and the demeanor that you had whenever you were lucky enough to speak to him. The the problem resides for Mississippi State right now is they have no communication or no correlation on how to be able to build an offensive identity with what they're missing. So I think this is a game that AM should be able to win. Uh, that would make them bowl eligible. Again, last year they weren't. Uh, I think that they have a very good shot of going seven and five. And if they find the identity, they're eight and four because of we've seen them play up to LSU standards. And also LSU has a Heisman caliber quarterback in Jaden Daniels. They have a legit top 15 wide receiver in Malik Neighbors. They also have a defense that right now was hounded and giving up over six rushing touchdowns to uh, Alabama last week on the road. And this is a defense that's also missing an exuberant amount of cornerbacks right now. They haven't played well in the secondary to where you can probably go and take advantage of that if you're Max Johnson. But the main message right now is just going and stealing this win. They, they want to make sure that they're bowl eligible. And they also want to make sure they at least finish above 500 in conference play. Because if they lose this game, they would have to win the next game against LSU to finish 500. And if they lose that game, it'd be back-to-back years where they finish below 500 at conference play. And that's something that I think is almost not unforgivable, but it's definitely, we we really have to look into what is our avenue moving forward with this team. I mean, I mean that that's the main concern. And, and to your point, you don't want another offseason of just the constant chatter. You know, try to finish up strong to kind of have some positive vibes going out. And we don't want to talk about 60, $68 million alimony payments. <laughs> nah, not all. <laughs> Cole, always good to talk with you, my friend. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll check, catch up with you next time. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Uh, Cole Thompson again with FanNation.com uh, here on the Aggies Guy Sports Spectacular. We've got so much more to come. Stay with us, quick timeout, and more conversation. Aggies taking on the Bulldogs this weekend. We're back with more after this. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. Producer Tony hijacking the show here for a little bit. Time to dive into some NFL news for a change, guys. Let's talk a little bit about the National Football League, what's going on. One of the stories I saw this week, Aaron Rodgers, the guy claims he's coming back in a couple weeks, tore his Achilles in September, eight months, 10 months, 12 months recovery. He's coming back in less than two. Are we buying into that? You know, I, 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 having been around people who've had this injury, I'd be shocked if he was back in a couple weeks. Now, what's a couple weeks? And he said a couple fortnights. Is that four weeks? I don't know. And then you wonder, like, why? I mean, I mean, it isn't like, and maybe he is a difference maker for the Jets. Can he make them? Because they are, they are pretty good outside of their offense, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it happening. But hey, you know what? We never thought Adrian Peterson was going to come back from his torn ACL that quickly. And he kind of changed the way that people looked at that. And so maybe this is Aaron Rodgers and he says he's got some new treatment and rehab that, hey, maybe it'll work. Yeah. You know, I had a a, a brother, a best friend and a son who all had the the uh, Achilles tendon tear. And I cannot imagine them coming back in the same football season. But with with new treatments, as things come out. Um, you know, the, the, the one I remember, you know, was two years ago, three years ago. So that's a lot of time in medical treatments and the NFL is always on the cutting edge. So maybe they've, they've developed something that will allow him to do that. But that offensive line had better be a lot better blocking than what they, they were when he left. He he needs a new offensive line more than he needs a new Achilles tendon. (laughs) because they're going to get him killed a second time this season if they can't shore that up that's for sure biggest disappointment so far we're about halfway through the season i'm tossing mine up grew up in upstate new york been a buffalo bills fan had to live through four straight super bowl losses this team is a disappointment and needs to make changes they are i mean josh allen's a just a fantastic talent, but they are not getting the job done. There's something missing with Buffalo this year. Now I will say this. I, a few weeks ago, if you'd asked me the most disappointing, I would have said Cincinnati with Joe Burrow because they weren't playing very well. And now they look like they've righted the ship. Maybe Buffalo writes the ship down the road, but for me, the most disappointing team, and, and this is crazy to say at this point, what is San Francisco? Because I thought they were a world beater. And I thought they were a Super Bowl-bound squad three weeks ago. 
And now they look like just another team in the NFC that just plays. They look like the Cowboys. Yeah. The, the, well, San Francisco always has issues with injuries at some part in every one of their seasons. So maybe they're just doing it earlier this year. To <laughs> me, to me, it's really been, I got to be honest with you, I've really expected more out of Bill Belichick because Ooh. he is the the world's greatest coach, you know, the six or seven, whatever Super Bowls he has. But boy, his his greatness is being attached to Tom Brady more permanently than he would like unless he's tanking so that he can get, you know, a great quarterback and start over because Mac Jones is not it. All right. And one more time, one more topic I want to get into. CJ Stroud wasn't the first pick of the draft, but boy, are there some teams that are going to wish they had taken him because this guy looks like through so far through a half a season, the real deal. He is just a difference maker. And the Houston Texans are looking real good right now for the future with him at the helm. Yeah, CJ Stroud's fantastic. 14 touchdowns, one interception, thrown for over 2,000 yards through eight games, uh, on pace to have a just a you know be rookie of the year and have a massive season. You know what? The the great part about this is Houston has so many draft picks too, because they were able to parlay these, you know, these, these, uh, these trades into draft picks, you know, whether you know, whoever it was, Deshaun Watson, whatever. They have a this is a bright future right here. I mean, this is a team you're betting on in the future because of their draft capital and because they have a, a guy who looks like a franchise quarterback who can be legit. I'm not giving up on a Bryce Young yet. I still think he can be good. Will Levis, whoever guys take it, but CJ Stroud is already there and he looks like the real deal. And for people who might have listened to our show, Big Sports Radio, last year we were pretty adamant that we thought C.J. Stroud was better than Bryce Young. And I don't know that we were were too shocked. Um, you know, we we had a chance to watch both quarterbacks. And, and I just have a real issue when you try to give me a quarterback who's sub six foot or, or right around that, that level in the NFL. Because you're trying to throw over linemen who are six three to six, eight, you, you can't see anything. And, and I don't know that, that young is built thick enough to be a very effective, um, you know, quarterback in the NFL. Now watch, he'll turn into the greatest thing of all time. But I, I think CJ Stroud was the easy first pick in the draft. Thanks guys. Love that NFL talk. Love diving into it. I'm going to go let Larry out of the out of the lockup that I've got him in. We'll turn the show back to him. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Let's leave him in. Yeah. Ooh, we didn't even miss him. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. 
too. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800 613 803 803 803 That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. You're listening to the Aggie Guys Radio Network. And Aggie Guys Radio Network, we're back to talk about this uh, matchup this week. Texas A&M coming off, obviously, what was a, uh, you know, a, disappointing loss again on the road um at Ole Miss uh another game where Texas A&M had all the opportunity in the world to get the win um but just couldn't find a way to get it done yeah and and that that's just symptomatic of this team and i'm i'm you know a couple of things that come to mind from from watching an awful lot of college football that you know somebody i got to do something on the weekends um, you have a team that's very young and, you know, as they, they play against, you know, older guys, they get worn down during the end of the game. Um, and then the other thing that, that I also think happens is, you know, they just don't have the, uh, Rolodex of, of experiences that some of these senior laden teams have. And so, you know, when it gets down into pressure time, they've got to learn what some of these older teams, you know, know. And and I think that's what people really don't understand about the transfer portal versus building with freshmen is the transfer portal allows you to get a guy who's been uh, tested and, and steel, you know, sharpened steel has been out there in these situations. And a freshman, you you know, or a younger player in their first year of starting you don't know what you're going to get when the pressure comes on. And it's been a challenge for Texas A&M to keep up with some of the better teams in the second half. Mike, and I get that. I get that. But this is not year one or year two or year three or year four or year five. It's yeah. year six, right? Sixth year. You should have some veterans av- av- available. I mean, and you've recruited extremely well. So you can say you got talented young guys, and they do. Texas A&M has talented young players. They're a really talented football team. But again, you have to find a way to win some of these games. 
And when you consistently find a way to lose close games, there's something amiss, uh, uh, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the players, whether it's the where they're putting them in the wrong position. I don't know. I can't say one specific thing. I don't think there's one specific thing. One time it's not being able to get a defensive top. One time it's not being able to make a play on offense, whatever it is. But eventually you, you in your sixth year, you got to find a way to win this because we're looking at a, a Jimbo Fisher record that is not as good as Kevin Sumlin's, right? So yeah, no, is- that, that that's the thing. And, and, you know, the, it seems like, the coaches who who do the best, except for maybe Pete Carroll, who I, I maybe he still pays attention to detail, but he just seems to be the guy who also knows how to, you know, keep his teams pumped up. But it seems like the coaches who do the best in football are the guys who are very, very good at taking care of every detail and micromanaging everything. And maybe Jimbo has to change his coaching style. Something has to give if he wants to get better results. Yeah, I I, I do think um, there is there is something to that. So uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher is obviously you know he's been at the top of the mountain, right? I mean, Florida yeah, State yeah. won a national title. He's been there. Um, he's you know had a great run at, at Florida State. He even you know during that um, COVID year, they were one win. They were they were the one team that had a chance to to beat Alabama that year, right? And so you know, you kind of look at this and you think, you, you know, he can can do it. You know, the the uh, the possibility is there, um, and, and they've been in this position. But now now he's got to find a way to do it. Here's Jimbo uh, talking about um, where they're at right now as a program. Had a heck of a game. Um, had opportunities in all three phases, whether it was offense, defense, or special teams, to make one more play. It could put us over the top. Had I mean, and made, but at the same time, made plays in all three phases, times, and really did some good things. And uh, the heart, the competitiveness, have got to learn to find that inch on that one play or two plays, whether it's you know from from alignment, you know, perfect technique, you know, just giving up an inch to be able to get a play, a first down, a touchdown, uh, you know, field goal, uh, return, you know. Guys played their hearts out in the game, and that's but that's you know at the end of the day you you got to win the game, and uh, we got to figure that out and 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 get it done and uh, move on. There's a very hurt locker room afterwards, very hurt. Like I say, we all we all hurt. At the same time, was proud of the effort, the tenacity, not taking no. I mean, had some set, uh, big setbacks in the game where they had some momentum swings, and we just kept answering back. I mean, there's a lot of character in there. There's there's a lot of heart. There's a lot of toughness. A lot of skill. And we got to find it out. And as coaches, we got to keep finding ways for them to do it and putting them in position and demand they do it. And and then at times, you know, they have to pull the pin at the right time too. It's a combination of everything and uh, find one more play. But there's a lot of heart in them, a lot of toughness in them. And uh, hopefully we got to move on this week to play Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a very good football team, uh, very physical defensively, are a pain in the tail. You have to educate and coach. Don't get frustrated. Don't blame. Look at why it happened. And, and that's – well, here's what I say. I still do because how that team competed in that game, I still love our leadership of the game. They didn't they didn't fall away. They kept competing and playing every play. And they got to learn to make we got to learn to help them make another play. But I still like the dynamic and personality of this team and its ability to compete. And like anything else, if something in your life happens bad, do you panic or do you say, okay, why did it happen? Educate myself and try to try to work through it. And then the the difference here is sometimes 
in the real world, you can overcome things, but you know, there's a physical aspect of this too in sports that you got to see it. Then you physically got to be able to do it and affects on the other guy. But I love the dynamic of their ability to compete. Not, they don't point fingers at each other. They don't blame each other, go back to work the next day. And, and when they're there, they compete as hard as they can compete. And then is there any challenge when you don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be, especially oh, no with, doubt. with right now being benched last week? I mean, the amount of time, with the amount of time you have to prepare, you say, well, you can prepare for two of them. Well, how do you do that? I mean, that's hard, man. I mean, that's hard. You do it, but you don't get as many reps or looks or feel for what you have. And also, you know, you judge what a guy does on film. You get a feel for him on, you know, certain pressures of how you pressure, what he wants to do, and all those things matter, man. It, it's 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 kind of going in blind. That's Jimbo Fisher talking about, you know, how they have to learn from from the losses. And I totally agree with that. When you got a young team, you're learning from the mistakes they make in crunch time, the mistakes they make when they um when the opportunities are there. But um, you know, eventually, you know, you got to learn from those mistakes. And and I wonder if the biggest indicator of whether Jimbo will be back next year is how much gas costs a gallon. Because if the gas prices go up a lot, and I hope they don't, I want to put that out there for everybody. But if the gas prices go out a lot, pockets get a lot deeper in some of the Texas A&M boosters, and they may be more than willing to write a 70 or $80 million check if it's $4 a gallon than they would if it's two, you know, two to $3 a gallon. And I know it sounds like I'm being facetious, but I actually think that may determine what happens if this team doesn't find a way to win two out of the three for sure. But boy, if 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 they were to lose two out of the three, you got to wonder what the response of the boosters is going to be because they've they've given it time and they've given him money. And nothing's working oh they have a great nil program too so i mean you know i but i don't know you're so you're saying jr and bobby ewing are going to be the keys right jr and bobby ewing maybe sue ellen thrown in there and (laughs) you know i mean i just want jr to 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 trim those eyebrows because those were a little scary but uh, you know they that may actually humorously but that actually may be the difference you know as to what they do in the off season so if you win two out of three, you're, you're seven and five. So you beat Mississippi State, you beat Abilene Christian, you're back seven and five. You lose to LSU, which I think is a tough game, especially if uh, you know LSU's healthy. So at LSU, if you finish seven and five, where where do you sit? Like where are you? I mean, I, I think this is one of those things where, you know, we we look at this game. Texas A&M eight and a half, eighteen and a half point favorite. I mean, they're going. They should win this game. If they lose this game. The wheels came off, right? And it's it's maybe it is time to restart. But at seven and five, you've got a lot of young talent. Do you roll it back one more year and say, look, you've got it? And then what's but then you start thinking, what's the baseline? Is it nine and wins? Is it 10 wins? 11 well, wins? Well, yeah. And and look, I think it depends on who you who you I didn't say think. Uh, you have to know who you're going to get if you're going to if you're going to pay somebody 70 million to not coach you better know who you're getting so and then that means if you're going to get somebody good you're probably dropping another 100 million on that side so your equation is you're paying 170 million there's only one man 
who you can, in my opinion, that you can guarantee is going to win that you might as well pay 170 million to urban Meyer. Exactly. And so if you can, if you can get urban Meyer to come down to Texas A&M, then I probably will forget all about Jimbo. Yeah, but, but he, can you can you afford? I mean, and that's what they talk about this. Can you afford to bring in some young hot guy? You, you can't, right? You got to have a guy who's proven if you're going to no, make. No, not a change not with Jimbo. Look, th- th- this is a big time program. They've got boosters who have expectations. They have boosters who don't just brag about stuff. They open up their checkbook and they start writing. So you have to. There, there is some degree of accountability there. There's all these coaches are like, oh, I wish I had somebody who'd pay all that money for a player. Well, you might wish that until you don't win enough games because then people say, I paid for that. What are you giving me, coach? And to me, the two best coaches out in the marketplace, and one is, I don't know if you could get, but Urban Meyer and Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Either one of those guys, I would take out just about any coach in America to get those two. Yeah. I, uh, I Whittingham might be a guy who's attainable though. I mean, he, he could, he, he makes a decent amount of money out at Utah, but boy, I tell you what you put, especially with that. He, he brings that Jim Harbaugh toughness without the Jim Harbaugh. He does without the khaki pants. Yes. That's without the, the khaki pants and the weirdness. Yeah. So, so you, it, you know, that Whittingham is the one think about him with Texas A&M's, boosters and recruiting behind him it'd be crazy all right we got texas a&m uh hosting mississippi state saturday 6 30 p.m on espn2 and aggies are an 18 and a half point favorites more from aggies guys we got picks coming up where they all try and catch me and never do Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com hey airline travelers let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation what do you do well skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it whether you want to cancel it change your dates or add passengers we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need we've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe so now you can make one phone call regardless of who booked your airline tickets and we'll change it cancel it and fix it for you we know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? 
Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Well, it's that time. If you're still with us, you're waiting for the picks. Uh, guess who tied Brand last week? Um, I, 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 I don't know what three and L feels like. It just it feels weird to be to have not lost a game. Uh, but here I am. Talking well, about with you. you, you knew just pick what I pick. Oh, you're be successful. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Let's get right to it. Uh, he is the Nostradamus of college football picks, Mr. Bradley Surdy. Uh, let's start at the top. UGA two-time defending champ taking on Ole Miss top 10 matchup in Athens. Yeah, I just think, I think they had their, uh, their moment last weekend uh, when they kind of struggled a little bit and they still came out on top against Mizzou. I, I think Georgia takes this one over Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is quite ready for primetime yet. Yeah. I think Georgia's just starting to hit their stride. And I think all the, the people who were, you know, uh, hand wringing about them, you know, Brock's hurt or, they aren't as good or their schedule's light. Well, they're going to start finding out that they are good. Brock's fine. And watch out teams that have to play them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with George as well. I've, I've, I learned my lesson uh, a few weeks ago that till they lose, I'm, I'm, I'm riding that, riding that horse all the way through. All right, Georgia, all the way through. Uh, let's go to the big 10 Michigan at Penn state. Number three at number nine. Well, what I need to know before I make this pick is how many signs does Michigan have from the Penn State sideline? Oh, sorry. Too soon? No, I I still like the Wolverines. I think they are. I know they haven't really played or beaten anyone yet, but I still think they are the team. Um, They're really, they've gotten the job done. They've been dominant. And I think they take care of Penn State in this one um, because I, I just think they will. Yeah, I think Michigan's the better team. I will say, and I'm, I'm picking Michigan, but I will say the risk here is Drew Aller looked much more confident at the close of last week's game. And that type of confidence in a freshman who's got a cannon mounted on his arm could could hurt the Wolverines. I'm going the other way. I'm going with the home team, Penn State. Um, Happy Valley, under 7,000. Um, I think they learned a lesson in Columbus in terms of playing, you know, this is the game they, they've, they've wanted, right? This is the, you know, you, you didn't pass the first test. Here's your final exam. Uh, they, they had two games marked on their calendar. I think they learned something. And so I'm going to go with the upset Penn state. We'll see. All right. Pac 12 USC at Oregon. 
you know, USC, although they have a new defensive coordinator, they didn't get new players on defense. So, <laughs> so I think it's going to be hard for them to get stopped still. I don't, you know, it's uh, so I, I, I like Oregon here. I think this is going to be a good game, though. I think USC will, just like they did, you know, a week ago, they will put up some points. I just don't think they have enough to slow down the, the Ducks. Yeah, a lot of rumors that Jim Leonard, the uh, Illinois defensive analyst, might be the next defensive coordinator out there. We won't know because it's not going to happen in time to help the uh, Trojans. Oregon wins this one going away at home. Yeah, I got to go with Oregon as well. I mean, they're at Autzen, and I think this is a Bo Nix-Heisman game. He might he might throw for 600 yards and eight touchdowns uh, against this USC defense. Um, hard to pick against the Ducks at home in this one. Uh, another great game that I don't think is being talked about enough because you do have, um, obviously, Georgia, Ole Miss, and you've got Michigan, Penn State, but Utah and Washington um, is a game that I think two really good programs that are playing really well right now. I, I do. I, I really like this this team, this group. I mean, I, I really this game rather. I, I really think Washington's good, but I think Utah has enough to possibly pull this this uh, upset. But it's not going to happen. Washington pulls it out in a close game. Yeah, I, I think if Utah had. You know their their starting quarterback. I would I would maybe give them that. I love Whittingham. He's the he's one of my favorite coaches in all of college football. But I I do think Washington has too much, and they've got so much riding on this game that uh, I think they're going to be locked and loaded at home to win this. Yeah, uh, I've I've got to go to the same. I've been you know tooting the Huskies horn all year long, and I'm going to stick with it. So out in Seattle, uh, Husky Stadium, they'll get it done. Washington remains undefeated and going for one of those spots right in the college football playoff. So uh, Huskies over the Utes. All right, there we go. Hopefully we did well. We'll see if uh, one of us can unseat Brad. We've yet to do it so far yet (laughs) this year. Thanks to all the guests who joined us here on the show. We hope you enjoy the games and enjoy the weekend. And as always, we'll see you right back here. Same place, same time next week. Take care. Enjoy. We'll see you. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of the Aggie Guys Sports Spectacular.